episode of the creative block podcast i'm your host luis bazan and today we have uh, mr victorious himself uh, demo as, as he likes to be called um it's a creative from you're from houston or where, where are you where are you from i'm from houston okay so you're, you're from houston you're living here in ohio now because you, you, you actually go to school here right you're at, at ou and you know just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself um, well, I, I mean, as we just talked about, I'm from Houston, Texas. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, what else? I'm in school for clinical nutrition. So, um, that always catches people off guard. <laughs> yes. It's, it's pretty interesting that, uh, um, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is how, you know, you're kind of like in this, in this space. Usually a lot of people that kind of come up and have a creative you know, in, in a creative space, whether it be, you know, photography or videography, they kind of have some kind of creative upbringing or are going to school for some film or journalism or communications or something of that nature. But, you know, you're, you're in a completely, totally different field. And, and I guess, can we could probably just start talking about that? Like, I mean, how, you know, you primarily do video, you're a, a music video director, you know, creative director like what what kind of what do you do in the creative field and how did you even get started with that considering that you're you know you're going to school to be a you know a nutritionist okay so <laughs> all right so that it's, it's crazy because i'm not that's not what i initially came to school for i initially got into school for um playing ball and then i was a civil engineering major at the time. And for me, like, I, I probably switched three different engineering majors before I landed into nutrition um, or whatnot. In the engineering field, it just, I felt like I was going to be boxed in and there wasn't much freedom to, like, actually, like, build for myself or whatnot. So my friend Steven, like, he started doing this thing. He started, um with this company called Herbalife. And for me, Herbalife, it made sense because I just got done playing basketball. Um, I had nothing else to do. And this was kind of a way to still incorporate my, you know, living a, still being an athlete or whatever and making some money on the side as well as like low-key learning about something new. Um, so, and so while doing that, I, I gained two different like, how do I even put it? So like while being in Herbalife, I kind of two different things piqued my interest, right? So learning more about nutrition piqued my interest. And then not only that, I, I started like wanting to pick up a camera. Um, mainly because, you know, you got to market yourself if you're trying to sell a product or whatever the case may be on social media. So the content that I was creating was like, I, for me, I thought it was pretty dope at the time. And a lot of other people thought it was dope at the time. So, you know, they started encouraging me to, like, really do it for real. Like, actually take it on as a business or take it on as something that I could, you know, eventually make successful um, or whatnot. So, that's the side of, like, how I got into, like, shooting videos. And then aside for nutrition, 
it was more or less, <clears throat> obviously, like, I'm around this all the time, and I obviously don't want to do engineering, so I got to figure something else out, and um, I'm an athlete. It makes, I feel like for me, it makes sense. I'm an athlete. Like this stuff is actually pretty interesting. And then not only that, it's also beneficial to my life. So it's like, it's kind of like a one, two punch. I don't really have to think too hard about how to go. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to think too much in this area because I'm already living that type of lifestyle. So I'm like, whatever, let's, let's make it happen. Cause I feel like it just made sense. I mean, I really don't want to be in school, but if I'm going to be in school, do something that actually piques my interest. Um, so, started doing that. Um, I think the first, yeah. So, and then kind of back to like how I even got into music videos. The first thing I ever shot was like a school event or whatnot. And I was doing that for a while um, until it kind of just, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> right. So, when you, you said you, that you started... You got introduced to picking up a camera because of creating content to promote Herbalife and kind of sell sell the products and, and yeah, do that just marketing. Yeah, sell myself and market myself because um, uh, a large part of Herbalife is people seeing a physical like physical evidence that this product works. Were you creating content for yourself or were you kind of creating content for for other people? So for me, at space? the time, it was just for me. Uh, okay. Because like I said. A large part of Herbalife is to, like, show evidence that this product actually works for people. So, you know, having to take pictures. And I, at least for me, in my head, I thought the, the more quality my work was, the more people were going to, like, gravitate towards me because I have such quality work and I look great and all this extra stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me actually learn this. Because um, it, it, I guess for me, it kind of made sense. And it low-key translated into like me making more money and being more successful in Herbalife. Um, so as you, as you, as you started kind of, you know, promoting yourself and creating that content was, you know, was there any, were you putting like any, you know, were you, were you kind of already at that point where you starting to be like super creative with how were you, you were putting that content together or was it, did it kind of start off with just, you know, very simple videos and edits and kind of how do you go about like actually learning that? Cause I, I know a lot of people that create content for themselves and it's not many people that I know that do th that are in that kind of space that are doing that have not really translated over to, you know, learning how to really edit and how to really create things. And then, you know, like what you do now, I mean, you're, you're like some of your work is, is, is re really dope and, you know, we can get into it a little bit you know later, like it's this kind of specific kind of work that you do, but you wouldn't think that any anybody seeing your work, they wouldn't think that you kind of started from, you know, I I was just selling, you know, I was doing like marketing, you know, a, a certain product and I was creating content for that to some, seeing some of the work that you're doing now, which that, that's why it, it's always intrigued me seeing how people just get their start because it, it, it's, it's very interesting. Not everybody's the same, but we're all kind of like living in the same world, but everybody has a totally different start. So as you were, you know, I guess picking up your skills and getting better, what, what compelled you to kind of start making that transition? Was it somebody that just said, Hey, you know, you're doing all this and stuff with the, with the camera work and the videos. I want you to do it for me. How, what, what, what was that transition like from where, Hey, I can start making some money from this and, and I want to pursue it full time or, or make that be my job. You know, honestly, I don't think I ever thought about it even when I 
got to the point where I was trying to make it a job. Um, but I do think the transitional point was, again, like kind of the first event event that I wasn't shooting for myself. Like the first thing I didn't shoot for myself, like automatically blew up because one, I shot it for free because it was like last minute I had my camera and I already, like it was already at that point where it's kind of like everybody's telling you to do this thing that you're pretty good at. And in your head, you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it whenever I get the chance. Or you're kind of like gearing up to do it. And, um, yeah, like, I shot the first event, didn't get paid for it or whatever. And then, like, a couple days after that, a couple days after that event, I started getting more inquiries for events. So I was like, okay. I think, you know what I'm saying, now, now it kind of settled in my head that, like, I may be actually pretty good at this because... Not only did I create something for somebody else, they loved it, but just because they, just because other people saw it and loved it, like now they're coming to me to do the same thing. So for me, I was like, okay, cool. This works. Um, I'm broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have a job. I've never had a job. So let's make it into a business. And this is kind of the time where like Herbalife was kind of like dissipating for me as well because it got to that point for me where I was like, being an athlete starts to become exhausting or whatever. So, and I'm the type of person, I can never do just one thing. Or once once something gets exhausting or boring, I kind of just like try to find something else. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this is the time like I'm already kind of like teeter-tottering with if I still want to be in Herbalife or not or whatnot. Um, and yeah, so did my first few events, made like, Probably like it was like two fifty to a hundred and fifty two fifty. Not probably not even. Honestly, like I would say like I probably charged like a hundred to like a hundred and fifty for each event that I did. Um, but I was making money, money that like people were coming to me for, like personally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's something I didn't do like two three weeks ago. You know, so um, that right there, I, I saw value in that. Pretty much. I saw value in that. And I was like, you know what? First off, I enjoy this like tremendously because I'm the type of person that always wants to learn. And once I learn something, I can't stop it. I can't stop not learning it or whatever. So educational piece was a big one for me. And a financial piece was a, was a huge one for me. I never saw myself as a creative like up, uh, like, up until then. Um, I've always been like an athlete. Actually, no. All my life, I've just I've always been indicated as an athlete. Like I've never been like, oh, he's cool with doing this, that, and the third. It was literally just I'm good at basketball. That's it. Or I'm just I'm just good at working out or whatever. Um, so that transition was like it put me in a weird position, but it was it was in a good it was a good it was in a good direction. And when when all this was going on, was were you in Houston or were you in Ohio? And I, I guess was this before school or, or or in the middle, like you know? Okay, so I so the first event I shot was probably like 2016. Dece- yeah, like December, probably 2016. I right. believe. Or not December, but somewhere sometime in the fall. So it was fall of 2016. First event I ever shot, I believe. And um This is all I did. I didn't really do much else. Like even I mean I did some promos every now and then or 
like stuff like that for fashion shows and you know little stuff like that but like from 2016 December to um wait I just blanked what was the question again I don't know why I just blanked on that well, were you in Houston or Columbus or and was this before or in the middle of college? Yeah, so this was like, I was still here. So I, I hadn't gone back home in a while. So I'm still in school or whatever. I hadn't gone back home in a while. And like, I just stayed here to like do that because people were even booking me like inwards to the summer and stuff like that to like do like birthday parties and stuff like that. So like all of this really just stemmed from here. And it wasn't probably to like maybe like 2018 going into 2019 that I started like doing it in Houston. Um, so yeah. Okay. So it, I, I was just curious if, if, it, you know, if you were already, I wasn't sure. Cause you said you met you were from Houston. So I wasn't sure if you were, you know, started going to school in Houston and, and then transferred out here to Ohio and, you know, trying to figure out where, where the time, where the timelines meet. Cause like, I know you do a lot of work, you know, in Houston and you, you know, you're always back and forth. Um, I mean, as far as doing a concert for me, like I started in, I wouldn't say I started in Houston, but it was kind of like, I did it in here. And I did it in Houston as far as creating content for me. But when I started creating content for other people, it was more or less, it started here and it kind of stayed okay. here for a while. Okay. And then I took it to Houston and tried to do it there. <laughs> So you're you're doing these events in during that time period where you you know learning more were you trying to make the events you know capture the events better what you know what how how did you transition from doing just capturing events to you know starting to do more creative work Um again like I said I like uh, I'm a very once I once I'm learning something I like to like really dive in and learn it so what I started to do was try to figure out how to shoot myself in creative ways. Um, mainly because I started to look at music videos as like, okay, I low key want to do this, but I don't, I don't have the confidence yet to say, Hey, like, I know you make music. Can we, you know, can I shoot a music video for you? So for me, I was like, let me just make short little stories in the meantime, while I'm not shooting like events and stuff like that to kind of like learn. So that's pretty much what I did. Like I used to do a lot of like, um, short short films with no dialogue and it's just had the music and i just created sequences out of that and stuff like that um what else did i do i would do like little short skits with myself i remember i did one where like um i was battling myself in in my in the living room in my living room i don't know if you saw that but yeah like i made a little skit where like i i broke into my own house or whatever and well yeah so my eagle twin broke into the house or whatever and we're fighting like actually shooting guns like we I had nerf guns and stuff i bought nerf guns and stuff and um we were like shooting at each other and stuff like that so like little like tidbits like that you know how to like they do the reflection in the mirror yeah and stuff and like the mirror is doing something different than the actual person yeah yeah like little stuff like that like i just experimented with um and then finally was like okay well let me try out a music video and <laughs> the first music video i did like i learned a lot from it because not only did it take like five days to shoot because i didn't know what i was doing um but it also taught me like how to structure um a music video or try like how to like what i even need to be looking at as far as like making a good music video or whatnot um so 
and what was that and what what was that like whenever you decided to to do that music video you know did you reach out to an artist or was it somebody you kind of already had talked to that you wanted to to work with and you know how much of a disaster you know was it you said you you know you learned a lot from it but like i know especially kind of going into it for me I, i remember my very first music video and i had no clue you know what the heck i was doing and and it's it's funny because it was a, a co-worker of mine that kind of got me into it and he rapped or whatever and he was just like hey let's uh you know let's shoot a music video and we're gonna do this and that and i literally the whole time i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just trying to figure it out and i remember even before the the day before the shoot i, I was you know looking up youtube videos on how to how to do certain things and how to light or whatever we have some like little cheap lights and it's uh it, it was super challenging because you know you're you're having a lot of different voices from people like oh hey let's do this let's do that and i'm like i don't even know what the heck i'm doing and i have like 10 people yelling at me telling me to do this and that and it i felt it was a, a disaster but a, a very well deserved uh lesson yeah you know i, I guess on the job training like crash course on on how not to do things. Yeah. So I, I guess talk talk about a little bit about your experience with that. What was that like? Um. Well, the person that I actually like, it's, it was actually two people. So the first person that I met, his name is Zulu. I'm sure you're familiar with him. I'm not sure. Um. But he's. Are you familiar with him? No. Zulu. Okay. Well, he's a um. Liberian artist in Columbus, and um. Again, with these events, like I'm shooting events, and I'm also meeting new people. So, and at these events too, they have these like live performances, live performances from like local artists, you know, people trying to come up and stuff like that. So they'll like perform or whatnot. And for me, like that was actually perfect. Like it was kind of like, I want to shoot music video. (laughs) They just gave me an artist to shoot. So I saw him perform after the, after the, um, event, I think it was like a, I think it was a Mr. Easy concert or something like that. After the event, um, you know, I hit him up, got his number, and I think in like two, three weeks, we start like we sh- tried to shoot a video, but it was a disaster mainly because I didn't, I didn't have a plan, I didn't like have a vision as to how I wanted to shoot the video. Like we kind of were just like, I kind of like saw a music video that I thought it would look dope with, and I sent them that. And I was like, this is what I think we should do, <laughs> and we tried to replicate that video in a sense. Um, and it was terrible because it was like a lot of the stuff that I was trying to replicate, we couldn't do because, so the, the feature artist on that song, he couldn't drive. Like he doesn't have a license and he was too scared to drive. And there was supposed to be a scene with both of them driving. And it's like little stuff like that kind of like, it was like, damn, you should have found this out before, before you even pitched this idea to them to do, um, or whatnot, but I mean, I feel like I kind of made it work for what it was and where I was at the time, and then also where they were at the time as far as artists. Um, you know, just using what I know from what I've seen in music videos and seen in movies and stuff like that, and just try to try to replicate it at that time. Like that's really what it was for me. It was like if I could replicate this, then I can learn from what I just replicated and also like watch beat behind the scenes and stuff like that. And then improve on it next time. Yeah, I mean that's. I feel like that's one of the biggest things, especially a, a lot of creatives. You know, um, 
Josh, who I, a good friend of mine who I had on a podcast previously, you know, he always talks about how our job is, is really more of a, we're more, our job is really to solve problems. So a lot of the times when, you know, we're put in a situation that either we haven't been in it before or, or, or are trying to figure it out. We, you know, we just legit just, you know, make it, make, we, we make it work with whatever we have. And it's a lot, a lot of it is just kind of figuring things out on the fly and, and just learning from those little experiences. So uh, I think that's something that a lot of creatives have in common that, you know, we're like legit just problem solvers from the get, even with, you know, even, even being strapped with resources, you know, you just try to be resourceful as you can with what you have, whether it be knowledge, equipment, you know, et cetera. You know, and you talked about, you know, not having a plan. And, and that's one of the things that I see a lot of people, especially when they get the, get a start, that it's it's difficult for them to have a successful shoot or have things come out how they how they envision it in their head, because everybody can kind of have it have have a vision in their in their head and, and want to try to execute it a certain way. But you have to have a plan. You have to have some kind of game plan in order to you know, actually make it happen. And I could talk a little bit about your process with, you know, coming up with structure and, and putting things together, you know, for a music video. Yeah. Okay. So a big thing for me is always knowing like the root of why I'm doing something. And so I started to research like, okay, cool. What makes a good music? Like, like why would, you know, Colin Tilly be, you know, deemed a great music video director? Like why would that be, you know, um, considered a great music video director or whatnot. And, like, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of stuff that they were talking about that was very common was, um, your like, the preparation before your shoot. So, like, writing a treatment, writing a shot list, like, you know, go location scouting and doing all that. Um, very early, like, as far as music video-wise, like, I started to realize these are the things that I need to do. So, one of the things that I know was different for me and everybody else that shot videos was I started to have treatments. Like I used to, I started to have like, I used to do it on PowerPoint. And at the time I would just send in the PowerPoint pre presentation instead of converting it to a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> it looked, it looked kind of weird at first, but like they fucked with it because I don't know if I curse on here. Can I? Yeah, you can. It's cool. But they messed with it or whatever. And, um, it was different. You feel me? Like, I feel like for that, like, that was different for them or whatever. And it helped me out, especially with the next shoot. Because now the next shoot, I was able to, re like, reference this treatment every single time. Like, I needed to shoot something. And, you know, made sure it kind of, you know, matched what it is that I was saying that I wanted to shoot in this specific scene. Um, so, like, that's been a big play for me as far as, like, planning my shoots. Um or whatnot. One thing I'm trying to get good at is like location scouting. Um, I feel like for me, that's like the biggest, that's like some uh, area of improvement um, that I need to, you know, get at. Um, so. And would you say, you know, you mentioned location scouting. What, what is it that you feel you struggle with, you know, in, in that, in, in that aspect? Like just finding locations or, or being able to, you know, get into a location ahead of time and be able to kind of plan out your angles and figure out where the lighting is and, and where you could put things. Well, more or less, I feel like it's knowledge as to how to acquire a location because 
I see it. I mean, for me, I feel like I see a lot of music videos and they, well, some have been shot in a church or some have been shot in an ice cream parlor or something, you know, like they rent the whole place out and it's, you know, um, they use it for whatever the, the production that they need to use it. So for me, I guess it's also the fear of like, damn, if I ask this person, they're going to tell me no. So let me not even try it. Or if, you know, like, for example, like I remember for the for the longest time, I, I didn't want to shoot at the Ohio State House because I thought I was going to get in trouble. At that time, it was more or less fear of, and even now, low-key, it's still kind of like me taking the initiative to go, you know, get that educational piece as to, like, how I could acquire a location or if I, yeah, how I could acquire a location for a music video or if I need, you know, what things do I need to be able to do that or whatever the case may be, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a struggle. I mean, I even struggle with it a, a lot. Um, you know, more recently, I, I want to start, you know, I've been reaching out to other directors that I know that have shot at certain locations or, um, you know, there's people like here within the city that their, you know, forte is is producing. And it, it kind of goes into one of the struggles that, you know, us as like solopreneurs or, you know, cre creativepreneurs and one man bands that we do a little bit of everything and we don't really get super good at one thing because we're always constantly having to worry about finding a location how's it looking on camera getting talent you know making sure all the equipment is set up set up the lighting yourself and when you're doing everything yourself it kind of i, I don't want to say that it, it lends to more points of failure but you're literally spreading yourself too thin because you're having to do so many different things um so it's 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 a it's another thing where like if you're able to kind of expand and, and and be able to have those connections to know people that hey we can get into this location or have somebody you know be responsible for that hey this is what i'm looking for or yeah i know a spot this is how much they charge is what they do like that that definitely goes a long way and i i guess we can kind of go into that where i wanted to talk about you know one of the struggles or some of the struggles that you face as you know that one man band that you're you know you, you're literally doing everything you know you're lighting getting the camera doing the directing setting up the sets doing all of that what you know talk about some of the struggles that you have and and what are your you know do you see yourself st still doing that or, or do you want to be part of like a, a a team yeah and it's crazy that you even mentioned the whole like you know we kind of spread ourselves to selves too thin and i feel like that burns us out quicker like faster because we're so like focused on creating a production by ourselves with you know some crazy lighting or some crazy set design or we got to worry about the artist wardrobe as well. And we have to do all these things by our, and then shoot it and then direct it. Like it's all these things that we have to do by ourselves. And for me, I know I burnt out very quickly because of doing that. And even recently, like um, I've kind of made the decision to offer like my services in each, in each area because I've done it. I've, I've done it for so long that I feel like I can do it pretty well for somebody else now and offer that service either as a gaffer or as a director or as a DP or whatever the case may be. I feel like I'm, I've gotten to that point where I can offer that service and then that way I don't feel like I'm stretched too thin. I'm a part of somebody else's um, production and now I've made a connection and I could bring them on top of my, like, you know, and that's always been an area of struggle for me is networking. 
And I never really knew how to like network for real, for real. And I've always, and that's the thing, that's another reason why like this whole one man band thing kind of, I guess it's taken me so long to realize I can't do it alone. Is because um, when trying to work with other people, I don't know, I guess they don't take your work as serious as you do. So for me, I kind of was just like, you know what? I don't want to risk. And then on top of that, like, I felt like there's money involved now. So I can't, I can't risk working with somebody who isn't going to deliver for me or whatnot. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just do everything myself um, and kind of figure it out like that. But I like until recently, I'm starting to realize, like, the only way things are going to be successful is if you build those relationships, like authentic relationships. Like, it's not... That y'all, I mean, y'all can meet, y'all can meet on the business tip, or y'all can meet on a social tip. But at the end of the day, y'all, y'all met in a way that it's not like the relationship could be tainted because of money or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know, it's very y'all are coming together for creative purposes, not, and not only that because y'all have something in common and y'all can create outside of like work relationship or whatnot. So like that's kind of what I've been on lately. Um, I haven't been like so money hungry. I've been very like, okay, cool. If you have a dope project, let's work on it together. I don't mind doing it for free because f- for me, I want to, s- I want to see who you are as a person, as a creative, all that. And this is something, and this is something that, you know, I could possibly bring you on my sets for it. And, you know, let's see if we could work out a long-term relationship or something like that. Um, so yeah, like I'm trying to get out of that now because <laughs> The my productions aren't like small anymore. It's not something I could really do by myself. Like I don't know. I don't know if you saw the picture I posted today. Like I had like three lights that I had to set up by myself. I had a whole bunch of like <clears throat> I had a whole bunch of like props that I had to set up and break down by myself. Like it was a lot. And I I I ended up like breaking down for like a whole hour and a half by myself. You feel me? Yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah, it's 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 starting to take a toll on me, and that's why I'm kind of like. Let me take a step back and not be so... Because before, I never used to want to work f- with people, even if it was their projects. I kind of was just like... I mean, I don't see the purpose in it because we're st- we're both still growing. I don't think I have much to offer you, one. And then two, I also felt like if I do this for this person, they're not going to do it back for me. Yeah, it's tough. It, I mean, I, I understand it. It's tough. And you know, one of, I think one of the biggest, one of the most important things is establishing those relationships whether it be on a creative tip or even social and i mean in life in general that's it's it's so important being able to you know build meaningful relationships you know in and out of work and in our creative world we're you know we're so it's it's crazy how it, it's so isolated the, a lot of the work that we do a lot of things that you know a lot of our ideas are in our head we think you know we, we try to come up with those concepts and put them out ourselves but we're all, even though everybody's so independent, we all can help each other not only grow, regardless of whatever skill level you're at at any given time, but also help to actually, you know, progress and move forward, whether it be, hey, I, you know, this person inspires me because of their work, or this person is great, you know, great gaffer, this person is a great DP, this person is a great producer, this person is a great director, they, they're able to, you know, talk with talent and be able to you know, articulate what my vision is. 
and the, for me, that's been one of the biggest things is establishing those relationships with a lot of people and and sure there have been there have been times where some people you know it just hasn't worked out like with any relationship that you know it's even though it doesn't work you kind of have to take a crack at it because if you don't attempt to establish a relationship you're never going to have any relationship so it's it's kind of like you know it's important to network and reach out to people and connect with people and you know if there's anybody if they you know fit your vibe and, and fit what you're trying to go and can help you progress forward then you obviously continue with them. And if they don't, then, you know, so be it. But you, you're able to learn from that and, and know what to expect the next time going into, you know, a situation like that. So it, it, it's crazy. And I, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm starting to see a lot of it, a lot more of it now, because I want to say even just a few years ago, a lot of people, especially people coming up, we're all trying to figure it out ourselves. A lot of people are heavily guarded and, you know, they don't want to either, they don't want to waste somebody else's time or, you know, like you said, they, you know, some people think that, oh, they're not going to take it as serious. They're going to take my thing as serious as I will. So I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to have somebody that may, you know, try to jeopardize that in, in some kind of way, even though they may not do it on purpose, but because they're not all in as you are. But I, I think, that's that's why it's important too. you know even when bringing on other people into projects is really you know figuring out what it is what is it that you are trying to gain and, and where what are your goals and what are you trying to accomplish and how can you helping me how can that help you progress forward so you know like we talked about you know like with us you know we talked about you know you're you have a you know uh, a big interest is like in set design and and even lighting and like DPing and, and trying to figure out, okay, well, what are things that I need help on that are kind of geared towards things that are of your interest and, and things that would motivate you to want to be a part of the project. And I, I don't know if you listen to many podcasts, but um, there was a podcast recently where we were talking about, um, it was the video community podcast and they had uh, Scott Handel. Scott Han Scott's the, he's the owner of Ohio HD. And he was talking about spec projects and, you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard, you know, heard that term. Everybody's heard that term. And he was talking about, you know, not all spec projects need to be, you know, free or you don't have to work for free necessarily. But when you're asking favors or getting people to come onto your projects, what, what value are you providing them? That's going to want to get their buy-in to want to help you. So, it, it's you know when building those relationships it's important to kind of really try to understand where that other person is and what where they're trying to get to and how you can help each other to to move forward to to push the needle you know uh and i i think it's 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 a it's a great thing and and i feel like whenever those relationships do work it it's it's cool because i, I feel like it's you're, you're kind of getting like a brother or a sister that can help you you know perform <clears throat> that can help you move forward and can help you, you know, reach that next level. Um, so I, I think it's great. And, you know, we mentioned like set design, like you, you know, you talked about a little bit about, you do a little bit of everything. How, how did you, was that something that you were kind of always interested in from like the jump and you pay, paid attention to when, you know, setting up the music videos and how did, how did you get it started with that? Um, honestly, I started to realize with music videos, it's not just like you're not limited to the locations that are already 
out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not limited to just the house that's, you know, that you rent, that you get on Airbnb. You can flip this house into making it something else and, you know, making it fit your story that you want to tell or whatnot like that. And so, <clears throat> so knowing that and like really trying to dive into that, into that, um, thinking, I started to try to learn, okay, cool. Like what would it take for me to, you know, build this, um, let's say, I don't know. Yeah. What would it just take for me to build this, you know, very abstract situation that is going to fit my music video. And the more like I kind of looked into like a lot of beats behind the scenes of, you know, top tier directors, like, you know, of what they were doing, it kind of motivated me and showed me, okay, cool. This is how to really go about it. Um, and you know, Pinterest kind of helped me a lot as far as even coming up with ideas. One thing I, one thing I did recently was like for any music video that I like have or any idea that I have that's coming up, I've like went on my Pinterest board and screenshotted well, not screenshot, but like saved a lot of pictures that are related to that project. And then as far as like set design goes, wardrobe, like, and created a grid so that I could put on my screensaver. So like every time I open my phone, I'm looking at it and I'm like constantly reminded of, okay, cool. This is what I want it to look like or whatnot. So that by the time I'm ready to build it or do whatever I need to do, like, it's a little bit easier. I'm not having to do as much research. I've already, like, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've given myself time to really like meditate on what it is that I am trying to do and go do the research and get the materials and do all that stuff. So, um, yeah, like honestly, it's more or less, <laughs> again, kind of getting back on the educational piece of why I even like, you know, filmmaking in the first place. Um, it was something else to learn. <laughs> so and do, do you have, what are some of your inspirations? Cause I feel like your, your style is very unique. And it's, I mean, it, obviously, a lot of the music that you shoot is is, is African, and it, it it has a lot of that flavor where a lot of the things are very vibrant and colorful. And a lot of the scenes. I mean, what are some of the inspirations that kind of, you know, have have driven you to that? Um, honestly, I feel like well, the way African music videos are going, it's like it's it's kind of like. Every every scene in a music video is like very picturesque, and it's it's inspiration from each music video. I feel like I don't know, like from a three music three minute music video, um, you can get you know three or four types of inspo that you could possibly use in your next video, and it's not something that you have to exactly copy, but it's so like versatile that you can even put your own flavor on it and you know make it yours or whatever the case may be. Um, so. I watch a lot of like UK um, music videos, um, Afrobeat music videos. Like I watch a lot of those. Um, as far as rapping stuff like that, because I'm not like that's not the direction I'm going in. As far as like the music music videos that I do shoot, um, I don't really dive into that as much. As far as like trying to like figure out um, a style. I guess like a universal style that looks great, even in rap videos. Cause right now I guess I'm very married to like creating a mood in every single like thing that I shoot. So I always trying to draw some type of emotion um, within like an, my audience or whatnot. 
So like with rap music videos, I don't, I guess, I guess I need to rewire my thinking, but I don't really feel that people like get, can draw an emotion from watching that. Gotcha. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty like, it's more of on the conceptual front in the set, in the sense of like, I'm trying to entertain you and show you some dope shit versus like, I'm trying to make you feel something, even if it's something that's, you know, comedic or whatever the case may be, I'm genuinely trying to make you feel like happy, sad, loved, all that good stuff. Like just trying to emit that feeling from you. So, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of my inspiration really just comes. And then on top of that, like I'm the type of person that believes in like, like love stories. So if you realize like a lot of my music videos are always like, especially with African music videos, they're talking about like they're meeting the love of their life or something like that. It's always like a love song um, um, in some way, shape or form. And that speaks to me. That resonates with me. So um, it's a lot easier to create with those type of videos um, or whatnot. Even like when you get to indie pop, um, what do you call it? Like the people like the Ari Lennoxes and the um, Summer Walkers and stuff like that. Like the type of music they make, like that is even, it's even easier to shoot stuff like that because the music is already cinematic itself. So off of that, you just kind of, yeah, I mean that's something too that I've noticed that it's 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 definitely a whole lot easier because it goes back to what you were just saying that you get a certain emotion when you're listening to the the music, you know, conveys a certain emotion. So you're able to build off of that easily because you're just building off of your feeling like, hey, this is what this is what I'm feeling and how you know, this is what I want to project as well. And, you you know, you don't really see that with, you know, you, you can't really do that with a lot of rap videos or even some videos in general, because it's it's not. So, I mean, even I, I think even for me, when coming up with ideas is it's really all about that is what what do I want the viewer to feel? when you're listening to this, whether it be a rap video, R&B, you know, love song, etc. But what is it that you're, you're trying to feel, trying to, what is it, what the, what's the feeling that you're trying to convey? And then that's one of the biggest aspects in like, I feel in storytelling. And it's, it's really, what can that viewer, what emotions can the viewer get from that visual, from the sound, from, you know, what is being portrayed on camera? <clears throat> And I guess does that I mean is is are music videos what you see yourself doing you know in the long run or are there other you know do you see yourself kind of jumping into like different genres narrative like what what kind of work do you what kind of work do you want to do in the future? Um, I feel like at at the end of it all, I probably will stick to more. I will I I'll stick to music videos and but I feel like my my main thing that I'll be doing at that point or I would want to do is to really dive into like more commercials, um, commercial work. Um, and yeah, I feel like just music videos and commercial, like I've, I'm trying to get into short films, but it's also kind of like, it's, it's a challenge for me because I'm so used to like a quick setup, you know, go here and there, but a, a short film or a, mo- a movie or whatever is like, yeah, you can shoot, you know, one, you know, one take, but you still have to like shoot several other components of that one take and move the lights and do all this other stuff. So, um, it's not as, yeah, it's not as appealing to me because, because it's a more elaborate process. Um, 
and maybe later down the line when, you know, all this kind of takes off and, you know, I'm successful with whatever the case may be, um, I'll have more patience for a short film. But, like, right now, I think, like, the more shorter projects, like, the more, like, exciting um, short projects, like music videos and commercials, like, those things are things that I'll probably stick with. Um, even when I, to the time I retire, I guess. <laughs> so you're not going to be a dietitian? Probably not, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Like if me being the, me doing this whole dietitian thing was again for the knowledge. Um, and I didn't necessarily know I was going to make videos of business. So like, again, it was, it was in hopes that I was still going to be doing Herbalife. And I could use that knowledge to help, like, to, like, authentically help people. So it's not like I'm just speaking from a place of, oh, I'm an athlete. And, oh, I look big and look at me. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me. More or less, like, I know what I'm talking about. And I have the certification to, like, back it up. So you kind of have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know what I'm talking about. And I you're more inept to wanting to listen to me because of that. Yeah, that, you know, that you... You have that proof that, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so that was my goal at first. My goal was to just, you know, become an RDN and, you know, dive into Herbalife full time. But <laughs> along the way, you know, picked up film and this is really like it for me. I don't, I can't see myself getting into nutrition for real, for real. And even if I do, it'll be more on like the side hustle front just to fuel, um, you know, my business now. So not necessarily on the front, like, I'm trying to make this my end-all, be-all. Just kind of like, all right, well, it makes sense if you're making, you know, $60,000 a year being a dietitian. And then, you know, funneling that money straight into your business so that could grow. And then, you know, become a six-figure business or whatever the case may be. So I feel that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And, like, what would you say are some of the things that you've – one of the biggest takeaways that you've had, like, in your journey so far that – you would tell somebody that was starting to shoot those events or creating content for themselves, you know, what are some tidbits that you can share for, for that up and coming, you know, artist that's trying to find their way and are starting to get introduced to it and are trying to figure out, okay, I'm making a little bit of money from this and I want to do more of this. How, how, what are some things to expect? And, um, I would say, I mean, first, I mean, I guess I, anybody who's getting into this would, you know, find an interest interest in it in some way shape or form that got into it because you know they've been doing it for a while for something else and you know um but as far as like the i guess the journey i would say like try everything try like shooting events like try shooting music video try, like just do everything um and not only that but in in each of those like um you know, spaces of work that you can get into, like also try being different type of people within that. So, you know, be the director one time, be the, you know, person that only lights another time, like be the person that shoots. That's one thing I wish I did was connect with a lot of other people starting up um, because I feel like I would have learned a lot faster that way because now I'm contributing to you know, lighting a scene. And now I'm like, now my mind is only focused on lighting the scene for this one project. And now I have to do the research for that or whatever the case may be. So I feel like, again, like early on trying to tap into different hats 
um, as much as possible. Not necessarily like, not necessarily all of them at once, but like as you do projects, really try to like do your research on each hat. Like so, for, like example, you're trying to be a one man band. You gotta know each component of a music video, lighting, shooting it, directing it, you know, wardrobe, all of that. So. I would say like from the get go, really just tapping into that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great to be able to do that, especially early on, because in that process you can figure out, you might find I like lighting more than I like shooting and editing, or I like doing this and that. And it's, it's probably like the biggest, you know, thing that you could take away from that is, is that, that you can find what aspect of film and or what aspect of this creative space that you may be better at or maybe something that you just want to focus on that and become an, uh, an expert in that area. So I, I, I agree with that too. For sure. And I'm, another thing I would say too is like not focusing much on like making the money, right? Because I know for me, once I started making money, I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> Shit, if, if you need me every day this week, I will make sure I'm there every day this week, like no matter what I have to do. If I had to sleep in my car or whatever, like I'd be there because I'm making my own money now. Like I'm making money from a business that I decided to create on my own. So that's like, hell yeah, I was money hungry, especially for music videos and stuff. I was trying to figure out every way to raise my prices or to, you know, shoot a music video that could pay my rent or whatever the case may be. So it's like, but I wish I was more focused on building than I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I need a, um, you know, make money off of this as well. Because then I feel like a lot of the relationships that, you know, I went through, they would have been more like long-term relationships. They At least the possibility of it being a long-term relationship, business relationship, friendship, or whatever, like could have been there. So I would really say like any relationship you have early on, like try your best to like keep it and like really connect with people and like find a group of friends to shoot with. Because like that, that togetherness of like being around other creatives is real like the energy is real with that like as far as like creating with other people and stuff like that because um i had shot a music video on a while and i just i just dp'd a project for um my dude julian or whatever um and like he he pretty much directed all i did was just you know move the camera around but like it stimulate it stimulated something to me because i've i've genuinely never done that before so for me, I'm already, I feel stuck and I did something for somebody else and like was welcomed into their world of thinking and how they see life. And it gave me a different perspective as to like how I can move forward with my stuff. And like now I'm, I, you know, so I have a newfound like energy to create more stuff because like I, it's not always me creating. I was also, you know, I tagged along with somebody else to help them create and Again, I feel like it's always going to be, as long as the energy is there and you create that authentic relationship, there's always going to be some type of exchange of value. Even if it's not tangible, there's always going to be something that you can take from that person or that set or whatever the case may be. And they're probably going to take some stuff from you too. Like you just never know. Like there's a lot, of, we don't know everything, you know what I'm saying? Like people learn differently. So the more you can tap into like, you know, your friends that think differently and have different skills and different strengths and weaknesses, like... I feel like the better you become as an individual. Big facts. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. It's, it's awesome that, you know, you, 
you've kind of realized that. And, and I think it's important too, for a lot of people coming up, I, I think at any skill level. And I say with on that note, man, like that's a, that's a perfect way to end it with, you know, with a great tidbit like that. Where can we, where, where can our listeners f- find you on social media so they can check out your works? So what are some of the things that you have like in a pipeline and, um, and, and any closing thoughts? Uh, well, social media wise, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my business page is victorious underscore films. And then my personal page is Mr. Underscore, underscore, victorious, underscore, um, or whatnot. As far as like anything else to say, honestly, I feel like this is cliche, but enjoy the process. Like for me, I've been so, I always told myself when I, even when I first actually started like trying to make it a business, cause I, again, I shot from 2016 to like January 4th of 2017 and that's when I decided okay cool I'm gonna actually make this a business and like from that point I was like in five years from now I'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars and that brings on a different type of stress because now you're so focused on this goal that you set for five years (laughs) and it's like why not just kind of slow down take everything in and really learn what it is that you're trying to learn, especially if it's something that you see yourself doing in the future, like as a full-time business or whatever. Even if it's as a hobby, I, st- I still feel like patience and trying to learn what you're trying to learn and like taking the due diligence to, um, you know, practice and really get better at your craft is um, just absolutely necessary. So that's about it. And on that note, uh, you know, I appreciate you for coming on. I know we've been talking about it for a minute. So thank you for taking the time out and, and uh, you know, speaking to our listeners and just kind of sharing your story. And on that note, you know, I, thanks everyone for listening. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. You know, be sure to, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. Um, reach out to us on social media. And that's it. That's a wrap. Peace.